Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, Super Church, and welcome to episode number 19. I am Justin, your executive pastor and 30-second host for today. Welcome to part three of our blood series. Today, we have two wonderful ladies sharing their experiences with blood and need. So join us as we listen to Ari Lugo and Belinda Quo. So um, today, we do have a special part of our series. So instead of Pastor Eddie, you get the lovely us two ladies here. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we're just excited to share with you about um, blood. Bloody <laughs> and needy. And needy. Yeah. yeah. So um, just jumping right into it, Ari, yeah. what was that one thing that kind of sparked you? I'm going to yes, be you a can note get person. Notes up. Yeah. We're casual like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've got this wonderful... Uh, mentor who's been a part of both John and my life for a couple years now mm. and he's a scholar on Bonhoeffer and he has dedicated a lot of his study toward this idea of neediness and there was one phrase he always said to us and it really stuck in my heart which is this concept of gosh I am so needy and I'm so grateful mm. that I am and I just think that encapsulates a lot of tough concepts, yeah. but things that are so true to the, the Christian walk, you know, the path that we have. So again, the phrase is, I'm so needy and I'm so grateful that I am. And, and that's, that's a lot in there. That's what we're going to try yeah. to unpack a bit yeah. today. Um, <laughs> Which may rub a lot of you the wrong way when you first hear it, because it know. did for me. I was like, oh are we sure we're going this? <laughs> are we grateful for uh, me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do we want to celebrate this? Yeah. Um, but I know when we were first kind of hashing this out, Linda, you brought up this really interesting story yeah. about babies. Yes. And I'm yeah. actually going to like do my moment here yeah. and let everybody know I'm going to have a baby this Woo! year. I don't know if I look it yet. No, not at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm 18 weeks along. Ah! And our baby is due August 13. So, so that's, you know, put the mark calendar. Yes, please mark so, your calendars for that. Time and um, yeah, this kind of spurred the whole conversation on, yeah. on blood and neediness and yes. how much we all need each other. Because um, yeah. why it could be more needy than oh um, an infant or even before that. So, yes. so from your babies, um, if you can rewind in your mind back to 2007 when little Belinda in college is in anatomy and physiology class listening to 10 hours lecture in the library at Doheny, USC. Um, and, you know, it's a lot to slog through. But I came upon this lecture about maternal and fetal um, blood um, circulation and how it works. And it's just, it's a really amazing um, link. You know, I know they talk about it a lot in terms of like, of course, you're carrying this baby with you for nine months and that bond that's built. Um, but even just in how... Um, you're feeding this, the intricate design in terms of um, carrying the fetus who, you know, in the womb, connected by the placenta. So you actually can have different blood types and all that because the blood isn't directly interchanged, but um, through the placenta oh. is being fed. Um, and then as, I mean, it's, it seems kind of obvious, but it's, it's really crazy design that the fetus itself um, doesn't breathe. So its heart is beating, but the lungs aren't necessarily working. It's just purely getting fed um, through the umbilical cord. And that mm. blood goes through um, the heart. And instead of the heart you know, pumping through the lungs and everything, it just bypasses the lungs, 
this little hole called the foramen ovale, um, from one side to the other, um, just because, yeah, they're, they're not using their, there's no air in, in your room, right? Wow. And so right across, and then um, as the blood exits the, the body, it has another hole um, in the ductus. Venus, something like that, Dr. Venus. It's okay uh, but it's okay. And it, goes, <laughs> and it goes right out through the umbilical cord, through the placenta. And then, yeah. so all the mom stuff gets filtered by the placenta um, to the baby, and the baby, you know, sends stuff back to, to take the trash out, mom. <laughs> so um, there's just such an intimate connection in that. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, it's obvious, but it's also just so ingrained in that design, that interconnected dependence. Mm-hmm. And then, when, um, what I really find amazing design is that. The instant the baby is born, this one thing that's been so connected to you has to go become, I mean, independent, mm-hmm. um, but come out and be independent, and the lungs have to work immediately. And once the lungs um, kick into effect, that little hole has to close between the heart, and the little hole in the other vein has to close as well in order for the lungs and the circulation to all work together. And oh it happens gosh. in a, the first few breaths, once yeah. the oxygen hits the the lungs and the blood, it, it, everything just automatically seals off. If it doesn't fully seal off, that's when you have a little bit of difficulty, like heart murmurs and things. I had a heart murmur for a little bit. Um, but overall, it's just so uh, amazing how we've been designed from that, mm-hmm. um, the fetus, and then becoming a full baby. And of course, like we're independent now from the mom, but still very dependent in so many other ways in yeah. terms of... Um, love and food and things like that. Oh my gosh. So I didn't know that part about the blood types being different even yeah, in the womb. And right. Then, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense. That yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I know, right? That is so wild. And um, I think, like you're saying, there is an independence in that moment. But I think as a humanity, it's like, how many little gears and um, kind of. Uh, what do I call little pieces of steps need to all line yeah, up perfectly right. for us to just take our first breath or yeah. breathe without, you know, being dependent on another person. Yes. And you can't really attribute that to anything but the incredible design of God, you know? It's, and I know, like, yeah. even in the, the macro world of science yeah. and um, our atmosphere or the way the yeah. planets are lined up, I, I know there's so many. There's beyond yeah. my abilities in that, for sure. <laughs> but there's just so many things that prove time and time again in science mm. that we are so reliant, you know, on on that design. Mm -hmm. And and again, bringing it back to neediness, I think even that feeling of being needy is, I'm going to challenge you here, but I think it is part of our design. Yeah. That we were made, we were made to worship. We were made to need. We were made to lean on each other lean on Christ yeah. and that's a hard reality right it now is. coming from a individualistic culture very maybe. much so yes <laughs> and also um I think just in the way that church has taught us all to mm. understand our faith can mm. be confusing sometimes at least for me yeah so, or it's just yeah. you Mm-hmm. And Jesus alone, maybe, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I know the question of the day was, you know, when was the last time you asked for help? And I'm going to oh, bring yeah. it one step deeper. Oh, okay. Please do. Please do. So, Belinda. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer too. Yes. But um, what was kind of the last time you've really experienced neediness at that, like, I don't know, core? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Deep. What what is it? I don't know what word I'm thinking of. It's like that core, um, almost like 
primal primal level yeah primal <laughs> music <laughs> sounds like a <laughs> yeah um, that, that that same kind of neediness yeah. where it's like i need that automatic lineup of like yeah. price design for this next step to go through or when yeah. have you last experienced that or, or how are you experiencing, experiencing that right now i think right now i am kind of wrestling with my neediness in mm. general and wanting to uh, be okay with it because I think I, wa- I normally want to be a very strong, put together person who can help others and uh, function uh, well <laughs> in society and yeah. you know not be a burden. So I think I feel a lot of those um, pressures first. Um, yeah, and so when I when I think about being needy, it's very hard for me to wrap my mind around. But I would have to say like probably the last time I was most willing to be needy was in pregnancy and after wow. having, because you are just so much more vulnerable during that time, I feel yeah. like. Um, so, many, so many changes, both uh, physically, but also like emotionally and like even socially, mm-hmm. like what you can and cannot do kind of, or what may be expected of, what I was feeling was like a lot of like identity crisis and what is expected of me and who mm-hmm. I am going to be after I become a mother and a little bit of grief and like, like losing some independence of, being um everything you're saying, saying. <laughs> yes i'm hearing um <laughs> you're speaking yeah, my brain right yeah. now <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of need in that moment in terms of like mm-hmm. wow i need someone to help me process these things right. and i need a lot of physical help because i need to sleep 12 hours a day to grow this thing yes yes and again coming back to that like acknowledgement of how needy we are and then can we take the next step and say we're so grateful and Mm. living in the gratefulness of that and I think being pregnant really kind of helps me um first of all just feeling incredibly needy on my husband every single day (laughs) he's like bringing me water bringing me more water helping me to the bathroom yeah and it's weird just moment to moment I'll be like I can stand. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, I cannot. Oh. <laughs> I need you to like be my, I feel like an, an old lady, you know, being yeah. carried over to the restroom. And then I know every everybody's different, but I've been throwing up, you know, almost every other day. Yeah. And, um, that's exciting. No, oh, so, man. You know, I don't know if I'm celebrating that, but <laughs> I am thankful that I can put myself in a space of neediness and mm. embrace it and have someone gosh single mothers lord jesus bless you all out there because i could not do this alone um but also little things like i was at my office today yeah and um i actually broke some glass (laughs) on the ground and then i went to get a vacuum cleaner and the lady was like do you want me to carry this vacuum cleaner? Oh, right. And that thing happens when you're right. like, uh, I could carry this. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I don't need to carry this. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't carry this. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? No, you could totally. <laughs> and I let her do it. Yeah. And I, I felt okay, you know. Good and job. Like, know. Good job. I'd be like, give it that. Yeah, I'm a strong woman, independent woman. <laughs> I'm vacuuming myself. <laughs> so I just... The moments like that where you take a minute and you're like, Dude, mm. am I needing? And I'm like, yes. And that's not and a that's bad thing. And that's okay. You know? Yeah. So neediness is not a sin or it's not yeah. like a fault, but it's our design. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you were describing with the yeah. intricacies of our blood and, you know, the moment we're born and that body oh, change. change. Yeah. It's like, 
our neediness falls in that same space where we're just designed that way. Yeah, yeah. that's okay yeah. to have that design. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah. I think also going back to that struggle with yeah. being needy, I think um, we were just talking earlier about that phrase, all you need is Jesus, right? right? And yeah. that's totally like talked about all yeah. over the place in yeah. Christian circles, maybe evangelical circles. Mm. And I think, well, at least the way I've been taught is, all you need is Jesus, so you don't need anything people. Else. You yeah. should be totally self-sufficient, you yeah. know, and um, only be a giver, right? right. Because Jesus those who you. are needy are in like another category, yeah. you know? <laughs> How have you, is that something that yeah, you've experienced? And- I think so. I think um, when I think of Jesus, all you need, I think that's very true in terms of like our atonement and our sin, but in terms of like our being a human and living in this world, I think um, the Bible is actually definitely more into the community and right. being a part of the body of Christ. And so um, recognizing that, yeah, we do need each other to, yeah. to live and, and be supported and to laugh and cry and do life with. Um, mm-hmm. But normally I think I, I feel like I was taught, you know, like Jesus is all you need. So you should have the joy of Christ, you know, all the time. And, you know, if you don't have the joy of Christ, something's wrong with you. And that you have to be willing to, like, agape, sacrifice yourself mm. for everybody um, because you have Jesus, too. And it's like, oh, the broad and, you know, different depths of human relationships are so much more than that. Um, not that that's a very high ideal, but also um, that it's okay, again, to to accept. And and I think accepting from Jesus and in our prayers and our um biblical readings and things like that from scripture and sermons is definitely uh, an avenue of being fed, but then it's so much more also in, in that community aspect and mm-hmm. mentorship, discipleship and yeah. people. So yeah. mm. I'm learning, it's taking a lot to unlearn a little bit. Yeah. That like us and them category. Yeah. I mean, I've always interpreted it like that, that cup analogy where yeah. like God fills you up and then you pour that out to other people. Yeah. So I think my issue has always been either I'm full or I'm empty. Yeah. So when I'm full, I'm like in the good zone. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, here, Jesus for you, Jesus for you. Yeah. And then when I'm empty, I'm just like a hot mess. And then I, I'm like, Jonah and the whale, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of like move your interpretation of mm. your faith based on like how full you feel like your cup is. Yeah. But I, I don't, I just don't think that that's really what it's meant at the end of the day. I yeah. think... I think everyone's cup has like a billion holes in it. <laughs> and we, you, it, it's like almost useless unless mm. you have like infinite, you know, cyclical water coming in yeah. and out. Yeah. And I don't think it's like, what's the word? Um, I'm, I'm realizing, at least for myself, it's not a, a two step process. Like, yeah. go, pour up, go pour out. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just these broken vessels. Water comes in stuff pours out yeah. and that's it you mm. know and it doesn't really work <laughs> we're in someone's the, yeah someone's here <laughs> it doesn't work until we're all in a space where we're all acknowledging that we're needy yeah you know because if one person is like i'm needy but you're yeah. not and here i am to help you suddenly you're creating a, a top-down mm, power dynamic. Yeah. But if we're really in a space where everyone can say, I need you, 
I need you. Yeah. Or just I need. Yeah. You know? That's okay. Then now we're just sharing. Yeah. And it's not even giving and receiving. I think it's just share. <laughs> Which is so different. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we can move towards a different kind of idea where we're like, everyone be self-sufficient and mm-hmm. give to those who aren't, but recognizing, again, yeah, we all have that mm-hmm. need and we can all give and need sim- like simultaneously almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's how we're designed. There is, I think a lot of people are familiar with the body of Christ oh, yes. part of scripture. And I just love this ending part of it because it speaks so um, directly to this topic of neediness. Yes. Um, so I'm in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 21. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to scroll more. And this is what it says. It says, um, first of all, it just went through all the different wonderful parts of the, the gifts that everyone has mm-hmm. in the church and yeah. the different roles that we play. And then, you know, Paul goes into this next segment. He says, the eye cannot say to the hand... I don't need you. Mm. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. Mm. But God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't read this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Yeah. So it's kind of like we can say all you need is Jesus, all we want. But at the end of the day, I think there is an element of our design that made us interwoven. Yeah. You know? Yep. And mirroring that, um, just like our body, interwoven parts is each of us. And um, yeah, I think the rejoicing and the grieving together, you know, like how can we all? Uh, my mind always goes like singular like how can we all be grieving for one person but then all be happy for the other person mm. like you can't do it like that person's sad we can't do it that person's happy um <laughs> like can't it's not get a science, right? yeah. yeah and it's like oh you know being community like those are going to be those emotions and and life happenings like mm-hmm. birth and death and all is going to be going on at the same time and we can still be with these people in these different times yeah. and ourselves in those different times mm-hmm. um when I think about, like, right when Eve, after Eve was born is when my dad got diagnosed with cancer. And so I was living in that wow. duality of birth and death exactly at the same time. And neediness from different sides, like getting caught in the middle of this need of um, mm. different needs. And so, um, yeah, we have yeah. to be okay with, with, with giving and needing at the same yeah. time. Because I definitely needed a lot in that season, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we are so needy and we're so grateful yeah. that we are. Mm. Yeah. Tough. That yeah. is tough. <laughs> Thank oh you for gosh. finding that yeah. and sharing it. Yeah, my yeah. gosh. And this is such a good talk, Belinda. Yes. Thank you for joining <laughs> us on this talk. Oh my goodness. Do you mind praying us out? Yes. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do it. Jesus, I thank you so much for being our God, for 
dying on the cross for us, for shedding your blood for us, so that um, when we say all we need is you, it is true. It is finished on the cross, and our sin is um, atoned for. Um, but at the same time, you also give us so much through um, our the body of Christ and the community that we live with it, and our families, and how much there is a um, relationship in giving and in needing. Um, and you call us to a childlike faith. And I think mm-hmm. about how um, children are so needy. <laughs> they need help just to uh, get dressed and eat and go to the bathroom, so many things. And um, we can both rely on you for that. Um, you created the community, the church, to offer that to each other in um, yeah, this Christian community. And you've also um, allowed us yeah, to um, be able to give even when we are weak. So... Uh, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you that, again, you are here with us um, in each moment. And we thank you for another Sunday to be together. Uh, thank you so much. We pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thanks.